0: Second to last chapter looking at the book of Exodus, been a wonderful blessing over the last two plus years and we've almost, almost by the grace of God finished the book of Exodus and if you care to know once we finish the book of Exodus we will attempt to record the book of Jonah, a fascinating Old Testament book which has been ridiculed over the years concerning Jonah in the fish and there are scientific proofs, evidences that people can survive being in a fish for a period of time and then Lord willing once we finish the book of Jonah we will attempt to record the book of Psalms. Could take five, could take six, could take seven years, I don't know but I'm planning uh, from anywhere between five to seven years. But let's begin if we may second to last chapter like I say looking at the book of Exodus meaning to exit meaning to depart meaning to leave exodus chapter 39 look at verse 1 please and of the blue and purple and scarlet they made cloths of service to do service in the holy place and made the holy garments for aaron as the lord commanded moses aaron was a priest and for the old testament a priest would have to wear particular clothing to stand out from the people for the new testament there are no priests per se there's no need to wear particular clothing particular items of clothing, we are all the same. If Jesus Christ was here today, he'd be wearing probably a suit, a shirt and a tie or an open neck shirt like I am wearing this morning. There's no need to dress up for Sundays, they call that Sunday best, not necessary. But for the Old Testament, blue, purple and scarlet, picturing on the one hand priest, prophet and king, also picturing uh, heaven, one standing in the Lord and of course one's redemption. And he made the ephod of gold, blue and purple and scarlet and fine twined linen. Only the best of the best, his clothing would have to last indefinitely, at least all of his life. If you think of our own standing in the Lord, our own state, not the same of course, your standing and state are never the same. And yet most Christians, I'm afraid to say, think that they are the same. They think when you get saved, you are sinless. I wish you were, I really wish you were, but you are not. There is a difference, there is a delineation of course. And they did beat the gold into thin plates and cut it into wires to work it in the blue and in the purple and in the scarlet and in a fine linen with cunning work. Particular work, expertise, if you think of a doctor, your general practitioner, you go and see him and say, hey doc, I don't feel too well. And he or she says to you, well I can't help you with this particular problem, but I will refer you to a specialist, a consultant Somebody who knows what they are talking about. At least you would hope so. And here, Bezalel and Aholiab are two experts in the creation of the tabernacle. No one man gets all the glory. Unlike the Church of Rome, where the priest does everything in Christian circles. We can rotate, we can pool our resources, we can share our gifts. Because if you have one man doing everything, he gets a big ego. And everything stands or falls based on his role in your church of course 39 4 and they made shoulder pieces for it to couple it together by the two edges was it coupled together doubled up and the curious girdle of his ephod that was upon it was of the same according to the work thereof of gold blue and purple and scarlet and fine twine linen as the lord commanded moses nothing is left to chance if you love me keep my words Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord. And that's what it means to be a, a Bible believer. A Bible reader. Not just a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word, of course. 39.6 And they wrought onyx stones, enclosed in ouches of gold. Graven as signets, are graven, with the names of the children of Israel. So we spent some time looking at the stones... Uh, weeks ago and just to remind you chapter 39 is mirroring chapter 31 31 they were told to build the clothing for the high priest and here they are actually doing what they were told to do the lord is never in any rush to do anything the jews were over 400 years in captivity slavery and eventually the lord stepped in and said that's it you are all going to be free many people around the world are praying for the rapture many people are sick struggling have all sorts of ailments are desperate for the Lord to return, he may return in our lifetime, he may not. I don't know, and neither do you. But you've got pouches of gold, like pouches of gold, graven as signets are graven. Signets uh, like a seal. If you go back uh, to the era of Napoleon, for example, or probably George the Third, or thereabouts, they would use their ring to emboss an image onto heated wax. And that wax would go over the letter to show that it hadn't been opened. Very clever. Yes. And, of course, some spies tried to find ways to open it. It was George Washington who was a great spy. People thought he never sinned. In fact, he would say he never sinned. And he made that statement, which came back to haunt him, of course. But he said, i would never sinned. But he was a spy. And what do spies do? Spies watch people. Spies observe people. Spies order the torture of people. Could be CIA. Could be MI6. It could be Mossad. It could be the Dina. It could be a boss from South Africa. And that's what they do. They watch... And they uh, follow people so on so forth. But you've got gold, the highest level of commodity, picturing deity. Graven signets are graven with the names of the children of Israel. John 10 speaks about the Lord, knowing our name. And also First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, how one day he will uh, call us. He will uh, blow the trumpet, the sound of the trump. And we are going to move. We're going to go. It says also in John chapter 10, how we don't follow other people's voices. If you are saved, if you are in fellowship with the Lord, if you are walking closely with the Lord, if you have a good prayer life and read the scripture regularly, there's no reason for you to sin. That was what John Wesley would say, and he was right. There's no reason to sin. There's no justification to sin. We all sin when we stop walking with the Lord, when we start to do our own thing. So it is possible if we walk in the Spirit and stay in the Spirit, we don't have to sin But, of course, we are leaky vessels, as somebody once said. And that's why you should start your day asking Almighty God to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And to keep on filling you each day and all day, throughout the whole day, throughout all of your life, of course. Uh, 39.7 And he put them on the shoulders of the ephod, that they should be stones for a memorial to the children of Israel, as the Lord commanded Moses. Go to Luke uh, chapter 3, Stones. We are built on the rock of all ages. Our rock is the Lord Jesus Christ. There are two rocks found over in Deuteronomy. Uh, One rock is a false rock. The other rock is a legitimate rock. And of course the Church of Rome have their rock being Simon, uh, Simon Peter. And of course they are trusting in Simon Peter to get them to heaven. And of course they won't make it. Because Simon Peter, like you and I, was a sinful man. A saved man, but a sinful man. So you need to dig a lot deeper into the scripture. I spent many years uh, trying to get Catholics to read the Bible for themselves. To work out these Jewish idioms. Not to be so easily uh, swayed uh, to and fro. To get out of the tradition of following mum and dad. uh, Or their grandparents or what have you. Luke chapter 3. Luke uh, chapter 3. Look at verse 8. John the Baptist speaking. Bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance. And begin not to say within yourselves. We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones. To raise up children unto Abraham. Stones. He can, he will, he will raise up stones. Unto Abraham one more time. Bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance. Humble yourself. Get on your knees. Cry over your sin. Don't be so proud of yourself. Don't be so smug sanctimonious just because you are saved or in the context a jew in the line of abraham isaac and jacob you need to humble yourself get on your knees show the lord you mean business bring forth fruits worthy of repentance and begin not to say within yourselves we have abraham to our father we have mary we have the mass we have catholicism we have calvin's institutes you understand of course don't boast in men boast in the master for i say unto you that god is able of these stones To raise up children unto Abraham. Go back to Exodus 39, 7 and 8. And he put them on the shoulders of the ephod. Ephod clothing like a garment. And he put them on the shoulders of the ephod. That they should be stones for a memorial to the children of Israel. As the Lord commanded Moses. Uh, 39, 8. And he made the breastplate of cunning work. Like the work of the ephod. Of gold, blue and purple and scarlet. And fine twined linen. We spent many weeks looking at the linen, the quality of the clothing, concerning the high priest. Again, in a sense, it pictures our state, not our standing. Revelation speaks about our righteousness and how we are going to appear at the judgment seats of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our standing goes back to imputation. I won't spend much time discussing that this morning. 39.9. It was four square. They made the breastplate double. A span was the length thereof, and a span the breadth thereof being doubled. A span is around 9 inches, so double it, you get 18 inches. 39.10 And they set it in four rows of stones. The first row was a sardis, a topaz, and a carbuncle. This was the first row, stones. Again, going back to bring forth fruits worthy of repentance. God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. He's referring to saved Jews, picturing the stones and the high priest. He's picturing Gentiles. We get grafted in, and of course Paul would go to the Gentiles, so too would Peter. He would witness to Cornelius, and Philip would witness to the Ethiopian eunuch. Stones, picturing the foundation, and of course Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. It all fits together, but you've got to spend time reading the word of God to understand this. 39.11 And the second row, an emerald, a sapphire, and a diamond. And the third row, a ligere, and a gate, and an ametheist. And the fourth row, a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. They were enclosed in ouches of gold in their enclosings, like pouches of gold. And the stones were according to the names of the children of Israel, twelve, according to their names, like the engravings of a signet. Everyone with his name, according to the twelve tribes. Go to Revelation uh, chapter 21. The Jews had twelve tribes. Revelation 14 speaks about 144,000 Jewish male evangelists, Jewish virgin male evangelists that are going to arrive on the earth once the church has been removed. And they have the gift of speaking in tongues, I mean real tongues, and they will travel the world. And many, and I mean many, will listen to what they preach, turn to the Lord, get saved, and it will be a wonderful picture. It says how they rejoice in heaven every time a sinner repents. Revelation uh, 21. Revelation 21. Uh, Revelation 21, look at verse uh, 14. And on the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and in them the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb, New Jerusalem. So the Jews, if they were apostles, and the apostles were Jews, get a double blessing. Because they are Jews, they are going to rule and reign on the earth with the Lord for 1,000 years. But because they are also Christians... Because Paul said there was neither Jew nor Gentile once you were born again. Galatians chapter 3, uh, their names will being engraved on the walls of New Jerusalem. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and in them the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Go back to Exodus chapter 39. Exodus chapter 39, so for the Old Testament you've got a physical priesthood, a physical high priest, wearing particular clothing for the day Jesus Christ is our eternal high priest up in the third heaven i don't think he's wearing clothing per se it says we will see his hands and his feet he would say to thomas uh, put your hands into the prince in my hands touch the wounds the scars if you will and he would do so we believe and he would say my lord and my god so it's my belief at the judgment we will see jesus christ as he was on the earth a man the god man a body which has been uh, scarred and marked so we can worship him all of eternity. I'll go back to 39.8. Uh, make that 39.9 again. It was four square. Four square. Going back to the four points of the earth. Uh, it was four square. They made the breastplate to double. A span was the length thereof. And a span the breadth thereof being doubled. Breastplate the urim and a thumin or thummin, And the urim and the thumin, uh were inserted into the breastplates, And it was used for judgment. Like yes or like no. If you think of uh, when they would cast lots in Acts chapter 1 to decide who would replace Judas Iscariot and the lots or lots would fall on Matthias they would cast lots uh, back in Jonah as to find out why they were about to sink and again as I say once we finish the book of Exodus we will look at the book of Jonah and look at uh, what was going on with the casting of the lot but it was four square picturing uh, the dimensions to New Jerusalem some have said it's like a cube shape, and if it's like a cube shape, that pictures the Trinity. Father, Son and Spirits. It was four square. They made the breastplate double, a span was the length thereof, and a span the breadth thereof being doubled. Go back to Revelation twenty one. Uh, Revelation twenty one. Look at sixteen. And the city New Jerusalem lieth four square, and the length is as large as a breadth, and he measure the city with a reed, twelve thousand furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. So 12,000 furlongs is around 1,500 miles. And I had the measurements a while ago, so they may be slightly off, but from memory, when we went through Revelation around two and a half, three years ago, or maybe four years, uh, yeah, four years ago now, we went through the measurements quite carefully. But New Jerusalem is 1,500 miles wide, 1,500 miles down, and 1,500 miles up. So get a line, you go left to right down and then back up, that gives you the cube uh, symbol according to some uh, theologians, but the tabernacle is basically back and the tabernacle is pictured in Revelation as New Jerusalem or put it this way, New Jerusalem pictures the tabernacle back in the book of Exodus this book is circular, you go around the houses on this book if you're not careful but if you can get the basics down you are greatly blessed indeed Uh, 39.14 and the stones were according to the names of the children of Israel. Or twelve according to the names, like the engravings of a signet. Everyone with his name according to the twelve tribes. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. So our names are already written in heaven. That makes Satan very jealous of us. If you are a Christian trying to serve the Lord and are being buffeted on a daily basis, the reason probably is is because the devil is jealous. doesn't particularly like you. He knows you are already saved, made in the image of God. And he would do whatever he can to get your mind Of the Lord and unto Him. First Corinthians three. First Corinthians three. Look at verse uh, twelve. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. Declared for the day, for the day, judgment seat of Christ. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work, not his soul. Catholics use this to argue for purgatory. They can't read English. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work. Work, work, not your soul. You've already been saved. Calvary achieved that for you. Every man's work, of what sort it is. Go back to Exodus 39. 39.15 And they made upon the breastplate, chains at the ends, of wreathen work of pure gold. Wreathen, meaning interlaced or intertwined materials. And again, pure gold, picturing deity, there's nobody higher in the universe than God Almighty. Some Christians fear the devil, and you should fear him, but you are told to fear God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Just last night, I was listening to a sermon, an interesting sermon, and the preacher said how he casts out spirits out of himself. And I thought, a Christian casting out spirits out of himself? Show me the scripture for that. There is no scripture, of course. That's what we call Protestant tradition, just as dangerous as Catholic tradition. There aren't any verses where Christians, saved people, are to cast out devils from themselves. You can be buffeted by the devil. Paul says over in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, how one man who was committing incest was handed over to the devil to have his flesh destroyed, not his soul. So yes, you can be buffeted by the devil if you are saved and perpetually backsliding. And that also goes against sinless perfection. And yet to cast out spirits, unclean spirits, from yourself, there's no scripture for that. What some of these uh, Christian celebrities, great preachers, but when they start to stray from scripture, they are creating their own tradition, like the Catholics do, of course. 39.16 And they made two ouches of gold and two gold rings, and put the two rings in the two ends of the breastplate. And they put the two wreathing chains of gold in the two rings on the ends of the breastplate. Two rings, we could argue, picturing Jew and Gentile. When Christ first came, his remit was to preach to the Jews, obviously. He would say in John chapter 10 how he had other sheep that were not yet of his fold. And the Mormons think that refers to them. It refers to the Gentiles, of course. Two rings, one shepherd, who will have a signet per se. A ring, if you think back in the days of, was it uh, Esther? When she went to see the king, didn't he have a signet ring? I think he did. And uh, was it Haman who was trying to kill the Jews? And he got him to sign something with his ring. Wasn't it uh, Nebuchadnezzar uh, under Daniel? Didn't he have a signet ring? I think he did. And he had to seal the death warrants of all of the Jews. If you go back to the Third Reich, when Hitler arrived in Germany, one of the first things he did would be to change the law. So the law was on his side. China had brought in many laws in the last five or six months to deal with the coronavirus outbreak. They have laws, but go back to ancient times. The leaders would use the law, for their own benefit of course, but they would have a signet, like a seal. So again you got a, a reference here to two rings, 3919, put into the breastplates. again the breastplate, the Urim and the Thummin or thummin. we're not told much about the Urim and Thummim, uh, David would put it on, on one occasion. Uh, It's not found in the New Testament, incidentally. You're not told its measurements. You're not told how it came to be. You're not really told how it's even worked or functioned. It's a bit of a mystery. Like the body of Christ. Like the rapture. It's a mystery. Uh, 39.19 again. And they put two rings of gold and put them on the two ends of the brass plate upon the border of it, which was on the side of the ephod in wood. Ephod, uh, a clothing item, of course. Part of the priest's clothing. And they made two other golden rings And put them on the two sides of the ephod underneath. Toward the fore part of it over against the other coupling together. Above the curious girdle of the ephod. And they did bind the breastplate by his rings. Under the rings of the ephod with a lace of blue. That it might be above the curious girdle of the ephod. And that the breastplate might not be loosed from the ephod. As the Lord commanded Moses. And he made the robe of the ephod of woven work. All of blue. And there was an hole in the midst of the robe. As the hole of a halbergeon with a band round about the hole, that it should not rain, should not rip, should not tear. Habagean is a reference to the breastplates in Job 41.26, but here the Habagean means a coat of mail or armour, again all parts of the high priest's clothing. Uh, if you read Ephesians 6 sometime, it speaks about a Christian praying. Kneeling down, it speaks about a Christian preparing for spiritual battle. Paul says we don't fight with flesh and blood, but with principalities, powers in the high places. But go back to verse uh, 22, 23 again. 39, 22. And he made the robe of the ephod of woven work all of blue. You think of the robe, that 50s movie in Hollywood, the robe. Uh, of course, that's superstition, you understand. The robe of Christ uh, was long disposed of but when he was hanging on a cross they were casting lots for his clothing mm. and apparently part of roman uh, law allowed the roman soldiers to commandeer parts of the criminals clothing as he was dying and he made the robe of the ephod of woven work all of blue and there was an hole in the midst of the robe as the hole of an Habagian or Habagian, with a band round about the hole that it should not rend and they made upon the hems of the robe pomegranates of blue and purple and scarlet and twined linen. So pomegranates is a fruit and uh, a fruit for the Old Testament. And for today you can still buy pomegranates. I was given one maybe about a year ago and I didn't eat it, I'm afraid to say. But I'm told it's very healthy for you. It's very good for vitamin E. But a pomegranate fruit mentioned many times in Song of Solomon For the New Testament, we'd have to go to Galatians 5, fruit of the spirits. If you are saved, you should be producing fruit on a regular basis. Uh, There's no such thing as a Christian who never produces any fruit at any time. Uh, And if you're not producing any fruit at any time, you are basically stunted. You've stunted your growth, or perhaps you're not saved. Pomegranates of blue, 3924, purple scarlet and twined linen. And they made bells of pure gold. And put the bells between the pomegranates upon the hem of the robe roundabouts between the pomegranates a bell and a pomegranate about the hem of the robe to minister in as the lord commanded moses this bell is a mystery to me i've looked up many references over the last little while and i can't find a good explanation to the bell so i'm going to suggest this that the bell uh, for the old testament was connected to the high priest obviously uh, 1 corinthians 13 speaks about a tinkling symbol uh, so we could suggest this, um, do you worship the Lord in tune or out of tune? Do you worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, or do you worship him through your own uh, mortal understanding? Somebody once said this, that most Christians worship God in a sort of uh, mystical way, or they worship Christ like, in the sense of being an historical character, not as a living Lord, not a truth in that. But bells, like a tinkling cymbal, like a piano out of tune, or like somebody singing out of tune. It's pretty awful. I remember long before I was saved, I was singing in a nightclub, had the band behind me, and we arrived, and it was a nervous evening, as you might imagine, and I had an 18-piece band behind me. It was a nightclub, uh, South London, and we had prepared uh, for the uh, concert, but we hadn't prepared enough, and we opened with a particular song, and I queued the band in, and they were basically playing too slowly. It wasn't fast enough. And I began in the wrong key. Disaster. Can you imagine that? Or well, maybe you can't. But to start a song in the wrong key, the temper being too slow, it was a disaster. It really was. And I got through that song just about. And it was just like going to a funeral. It was really painful. <laughs> a week later, I performed somewhere else. Changed the repertoire. Changed some of the personnel. Uh, much better environment was on uh, key, sung perfectly, pitch perfect the following week, had some standing ovations, it was a completely different environment. So I know what it's like to sing in the wrong key, at the wrong tempo. It's horrendous. Any musician you know, take their uh, trade very seriously. But when it comes to worshipping the Lord, do you worship him in spirit and in truth? Do you pray in spirit? Do you pray in line with his word? Or do you pray for yourself? Are you basically a selfish self-centred Christian. James says our prayers sometimes are not heard because we don't pray according to his will. Uh, We pray for our own selves, for our own lusts. 3927 And they made coats of fine linen, of woven work for Aaron and for his sons, and a mitre of fine linen, and goodly bonnets of fine linen, and linen breeches of fine twined linen. Again Ephesians 6 will be the place to go for the cross reference to this and we did that many weeks ago so we won't duplicate it this morning and a girdle of fine twine linen and blue and purple and scarlet of needlework as the lord commanded moses so moses is like the foreman moses is like the project manager moses is overseeing the final uh design and completion of the tabernacle moses picture of messiah jews for the old testament pictures of or picture of christians for the new testament again it's a big circle for the Old Testament they are building a physical tabernacle. For the New Testament we are, be- we are building upon the foundation which of course is Christ Jesus. Going back to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We can't bring any more to the table. We can't improve on Christ's atoning work. We can only preach and build on what has already been provided for us. 39.30 And they made the plates of the holy crown of pure gold. And wrote upon it a writing like to the engravings of a signet. Holiness to the Lord. Go to Zechariah 14. The greatest day for us, those of us which are saved, will be to see Christ return to the earth to rule and reign for 1,000 literal years. That That's what this is all about, this book. It's about a king and a kingdom. Christ, son of David, that gets overlooked many times. People debate son of man, son of God. That was what Nicaea was about. 325 AD, how can he be son of man and son of God? How do we understand his deity, who is this man? Jesus Christ. He's son of man. He's son of God. But son of David for some reason gets overlooked. Son of David pictures Jesus Christ on the throne for 1,000 literal years and yet many people are no longer holding to such a wonderful belief. What did I say? Zechariah 14. Zechariah 14. Zechariah 14. Look up verse 20. In that day shall there be upon the bells of the horses. Bells have returned bells of the horses revelation 19 speaks about horses leaving heaven and we leave heaven with the lord because we've been with the lord throughout the entire period of the tribulation in that day second advent shall there be upon the bells of the horses holiness unto the lord and the pots in the lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar go back to the book of exodus so our highlights will be to see christ rule and reign on the new earth for 1000 years we are with him we are inside of him and also we will be in new jerusalem so we get the best of both worlds a bit like the apostles whereas the apostles are going to rule and reign on the lord uh, with the lord on the new earth because they were jews they believed on him before the commencements of the new covenants they believed on him they were saved before acts chapter 2 they were saved before acts chapter 2 they were regenerate regenerated they were born again acts chapter 2 but they were saved before acts chapter 2 they were saved through the imputation they will be on the new earth like I say. And also the names are going to be on New Jerusalem. On the walls. On the foundation of New Jerusalem. They get a double blessing. 39-31 And they tied onto it a lace of blue to fasten it on high. Upon the mitre. As the Lord commanded Moses. Mitre. His hat. Picturing his authority of course. Thirty-nine, thirty-two. Thus was all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation finished. He would say it is finished. John 19 It is finished. He would taste death for every man. You can't improve on our Lord's finished work on the cross. Do you realise that? We are the only people on the face of the earth who know where we are going when we die. Nobody else knows where they are going. We know. Colon. And the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses. So did they. It's taken around a year, incidentally, to get to this stage. In fact, roughly a year after leaving uh, Egypt, the tabernacle... Has finally been erected. And it's now the first day of the first month. 39-33 And they brought the tabernacle unto Moses the tent. And all his furniture, his tatches, his boards, his bars and his pillars. And his sockets. His. His. The tabernacle is an object. But the tabernacle is a person. The tabernacle is a person. But the tabernacle is an object. You can't separate. Tabernacle from Messiah. Messiah from tabernacle. And the covering of ram skins dyed red. And the covering of badger skins. And the veil of the covering. The ark of the testimony. And the staves thereof. And the mercy seat. The blood of the ram skin. Picturing the blood of Christ obviously. Revelation speaks about the blood of the martyrs. I think it's chapter 6 from memory. Who are under the altar crying to the Lord. How much longer Lord? When are you going to come back? When are you going to avenge us for those that have killed us? And uh, Revelation 18 speaks about judgment falling concerning Babylon the Great. And in Revelation 18 it speaks about those that killed the apostles and the prophets. Who killed the apostles? Rome. Who killed Peter? Rome. Who killed James? Rome. Who killed Paul? Rome. Who incarcerated John? Rome. Pagan Rome. Who's calling the shots today? Papal Rome. It's a circle. The Caesars died out, were replaced by the Pope, offered to of the papacy, the Roman Senate was replaced by the, uh, the uh, College of the Cardinals. The Cardinals would replace the Roman Senate. And the laity, Pagan Rome, had been replaced by the laity in the Church of Rome. Papal Rome, of course. Ark of the Testimony, Ark of the Covenant, staves thereof, and the Mercy Seat, thirty-nine, thirty-five. We need mercy. We always need mercy. I don't care who you are or where you are. You need mercy. I need mercy each and every day. You won't go five minutes without the mercy of the Lord. You may be saved. You may be a holy Christian. And John Wesley said it was possible, like I say, not to sin. And that technically is possible, but it's not always likely. It's pretty difficult. You may have a, a fuse. You may lose your temper. You may gossip. You may run people down. You may be pretty sharp with your tongue. Watch your tongue? James says that many times comes from hell, not heaven. And he's speaking about saved people. Saved people can be afflicted by the devil. Can be tossed to and fro by the devil. But you can't be completely possessed by the devil. I don't believe that. Going back to that sermon I heard last night. How this preacher casts out devils from himself. There's no scripture for that. You can pray to the Lord to heal you. And you should do. And, uh, you should confess your sins to the Lord. Uh, to stay in fellowship with the Lord. But you don't find anywhere in scripture where you are told to cast out devils. 39.36. The table. And all the vessels thereof. And the show bread. Christ is the bread which came down from heaven. John chapter 6. And like I've been saying many times over the last pff, probably 18 years now, the uh, church of Rome are going to perish for misunderstanding a Hebrew idiom. Bread of life, blood of Christ. You don't physically drink his blood. You don't physically eat the man. Come on, use your common sense. But here, show bread, bread of Christ, the table, going back to the last supper. Uh, 37, the pure candlestick. Christ is the light of the world, and you should be a a reflection of his light. The pure candlestick, pure, pure. The precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, purity. The pure candlestick, with the lamps thereof, even with the lamps to be set in order, and all the vessels thereof, and the oil for light. Oil, picture the Holy Ghost. Partly picturing Matthew 25, the uh, ten virgins. Five were ready, five were not. Uh, 38, and the golden altar, and the anointing oil and the sweet incense and the hanging for the tabernacle door. I am the door, John chapter 10, through me all will be saved. Approach him, he is the way, the truth and the life. He is the door, he is the mediator between man and God. He is the alpha and the omega, he is the beginning and the end. He is everything. If you love anyone more than Christ, something is wrong with you. If you are a saved man or a saved woman, there shouldn't shouldn't be anybody that you love more than the Lord Jesus Christ. Check yourself sometime, check yourself. Who or what is the most important person in your life? Is it Jesus Christ? Is it your husband or your son, daughter, son, grandson, granddaughter? Who is it? What is it? Is it your car? Is it your job? Is it your home? Is it your property? Is it your occupation? Are you a politician? In this country, there are many politicians in government. I'm thinking of a famous Roman Catholic. I'm thinking of a famous Buddhist and a famous Jew who converted to Catholicism. Powerful people. Mm -hmm. Powerful people. If I'll give you a clue, one is the foreign secretary, one is the leader of the house, one is the attorney general. Or we'll go over the pond, look at America, they've got a, they've got a uh, Presbyterian in the White House, they've got a uh, so-called Christian as a Vice President, they've got uh, Jews working for them, they've got uh, others working for them, they've got a Catholic, Mormons, Mormons working for them. Or we'll go to Israel today, you have a religious Jew running uh, running the, uh, not the Knesset. that's their uh, parliament. You have a famous a famous, and religious prime minister running Israel. Just got re-elected. Very religious. Very religious. But what's his main love? Somebody told me the other day that his main love is his wife. He loves his wife. He almost worships his wife. And I'm not exaggerating. The guy has a great love for his wife. And that's, that's fine. You were told to love your wife. Ephesians chapter 5. But not more than Christ. And you shouldn't love your husband more than Christ. Check yourself out sometime. Ah, uh, 39... 39 the brass and altar and his grate or brass his staves and all his vessels the lava and his foot his some years ago an album came out from michael jackson that depraved fornicator who was raised a jehovah's witness a dubious character and he made an album called history it was a play on words it was h-i-s hyphen history like his history very clever very clever but of course history his history is Jesus Christ. In fact, he would, make a, he, he would record a song, uh, Michael Jackson, Light of the World, mocking, uh, trying to mirror, trying to counterfeit Christ, who said he was the lights of the world. Satan will take worship any way he can, and he will do so through celebrities, famous people, you should know that by now. All of your favourites and famous authors, writers, all try and copy, mimic the Word of God. You've got a good guy, Christ, you've got a bad guy, Satan, you've got a woman in distress, the church. That's all there is to it. There's just three storylines. Good guy, bad guy, woman in distress. Woman gets into trouble. She's rescued by the good guy, but not before. The bad guy has her for a period of time, and then the good guy steps in and saves the damsel. Saves the day. Brass and altar, greater brass staves, 39, all his vessels, the lava and his foot, the hangings of the court, his pillars and his sockets, and the hanging for the court gate, his cords and his pins, and all the vessels of the service of the tabernacle, for the tent of the congregation. Could be in reference like I said to the high priest. But in type it is in reference to the high priest. The Lord Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today and forever. The cloths of service to do service in the holy place. And the holy garments of Aaron the priest. And his son's garments to minister in the priest's office. Family affair. Like I've been saying over the last 12 weeks or so. According to all that the Lord commanded Moses. So the children of Israel made all the work, didn't cut corners, didn't go this way or that way. They did all that they were told to do. And Moses did look upon all the work, and behold, they had done it as the Lord had commanded. Even so had they done it, and Moses blessed them. This is the only place in Scripture where Moses would bless Israel. Verse 43, and during a period of one year, the tabernacle has been built, and it's going to be erected on the first day of the first month. God is interested in every minute detail of his tabernacle. He's also interested in every little minute thing concerning you. He knows every number of the hairs on your head. Matthew 10 verse 30. The stones for the Old Testament, the 12 stones, are also carried over into the New Testament in type of course. Uh, Your works are like stones, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, The pomegranates, type of the fruit of the spirit, Galatians chapter 5. The bells for the high priest are... Pictured as whether or not you are praying in the spirit, uh, worshipping the Lord, in tune or out of tune. The term holiness to the Lord is found very clearly in uh, Zechariah chapter 14. Our high priest coming back on horseback and we come back with him. The tabernacle, like I say, is back in type concerning New Jerusalem. It says over in uh, Revelation 13 how the saved are in the tabernacle. In fact, go quickly to uh, Revelation 13. And Satan, on the earth, in the person of the Antichrist, uh, son of Satan, picturing son of God, but a cheap counterfeit. There's nothing new under the sun, like I say. Every movie script you've ever watched, or every film you've ever watched, every book you've ever read, every article you've ever skimmed, it's based on the word of God. Uh, Most films today will mention the Lord Jesus Christ. They will blaspheme his name children like to use it as well computer games omg is a very popular term because they know that there is power in the name of the lord jesus christ revelation 13 the tabernacle is pictured in heaven third heaven uh see if i can find it uh didn't make a note to go here uh revelation 13 speaks about the tabernacle in heaven uh there it is 39 excuse me 13 13.6 13.6 and he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God Antichrist but of course inside of the Antichrist is the devil to blaspheme his name being God and his tabernacle his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven we are with the Lord in heaven because we were raptured of course and we come back with him like I say at the, at the, uh, at the end of the tribulation because we are with him throughout the entire tribulation uh, but tabernacle like I say returns uh for the new earth and we looked at that last week from the book of ezekiel but in uh, type or if you think of the rapture of the tabernacle at the ark of the covenants before nebuchadnezzar arrived is in heaven revelation 13 uh, 6. the final uh, part of chapter 39 is the description holiness to the lord that's the main theme of the word of god to worship god in spirits and in truth to give more that he is worship or all, all that he is worthy of to worship him in spirits and in truth and to do what he tells you to do and the jews did that they built the tabernacle and one last time this is moses's only blessing to israel and just after one year the tabernacle is erected on the first day of the first month it's taken 12 months and incredible a priceless object and i say i'll say one more time we will see it i believe on the new earth but revelation 13 says it is in heaven and we will see it physically on the new earth going back to Ezekiel which we looked at last week and next week Lord willing we will finish the book of Exodus.